Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the old, or the gospel reading for this past Sunday from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25, the gospel reading for the fourth Sunday in Advent. Matthew writes, This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. My dear friends in Christ, most of us are quite familiar with Luke's account of the birth of the Christ child, but, but maybe the account in Matthew is one that we're not so familiar with. The one in Matthew is very short and sweet, we could say. It doesn't include all of the details that are there in Luke's gospel. It doesn't tell us about the trip to Bethlehem. It doesn't tell us about the manger or the shepherds. Matthew's job was just simply to give the wonderful truth that Christ was born, that God's Son came into this world, the God-man came into this world to be our Savior. Matthew says, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Mary and Joseph were engaged, but engagement was quite different back then than, than what it is today. When people get married today, what it kind of means is it's not necessarily that they fully promise themselves to each other. Oftentimes people, when they get engaged today, they're, they're just admitting that they're kind of thinking maybe a bit seriously about the possibility of getting married. Well, 2,000 years ago, it was the custom amongst the Jews that when a person got engaged, then in the eyes of God, and in the eyes of the people, a man and a woman were already married, despite the fact that they weren't together yet. And because of that, if someone broke an engagement, a, re a divorce was actually required if something like that happened. 
according to Jewish custom, uh, an engaged couple. They didn't live together as husband and wife until sometime after they had gotten engaged and officially were married, but they waited a time. It could be months. It could be perhaps even longer. And now it was during that time when they were engaged and married in the eyes of the people and in the eyes of God. It was during that time that Joseph learned that Mary was pregnant, that she was expecting a child, and, and he knew for a fact that he wasn't the father. At this time, Mary and Joseph, they may not have spent much time, if any, with each other, because it's very likely that their marriage had been arranged by their families. And so Mary probably didn't have a chance yet to, to talk to Joseph and to tell Joseph what she had heard from the angel about how in her womb was conceived this miracle of the Holy Spirit, that here was God with us through a miracle. Joseph didn't know that. Mary hadn't had a chance to let him know about that yet. Since Joseph knew that he wasn't the father and God hadn't yet revealed to him what was really going on here, Mary, Joseph just had to figure that Mary had been unfaithful. He knew he wasn't the father, like I said. And because he knew that he wasn't the father, he decided that what he probably should do is, is divorce her. But even so, he must have loved her because he had no intention of publicly exposing her as an adulteress to, to vindicate himself, to tell everybody, hey, I didn't do anything wrong. And he didn't want Mary to be stoned to death. You know, that was what, according to the law of Moses, would happen to someone who was an adulteress back in those days if they followed the laws as they were written. And so he planned to divorce her quietly. But then in a dream, an angel of the Lord came to Joseph and said to him, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Now just think about what the angel said. We can't understand how God's son could be born of a woman so that he'd also be true man. We can't grasp that. How can God become man? All we know is that as true God, what Jesus couldn't have done just as true God, is he couldn't have died to pay the wages of sin, which is death for us. But here in a, an amazing miracle, by becoming also true man, the God-man, he could die as our substitute and our savior and pay for our sins. He could appease God's righteous wrath for our sins and open heaven for us. So now at Christmas time, and, and really always, let's thank our Savior for his miraculous entrance into our world, for his 
as true God, becoming also true man, becoming the God-man so that he could be our Savior. And for his willingness to humble himself and to go the way of the cross for us, for our salvation. Oh, a worried mother one time phoned the church office because their annual Christmas play was coming up and her son was supposed to play the part of Joseph in the Christmas play. But he had a cold and had been told to go to bed on doctor's orders. The teacher, when she learned about that, she, she said, well, it's too late to get another Joseph. We'll just have to do without him. Joseph wasn't in that nativity play and really almost no one noticed. To many people, Joseph isn't all that important when you think about it, but he was important to God. He was important to God, and that's why God sent the angel to Joseph to tell him what was going on. And now Joseph, he's someone who's also important for us because of his example of faith. If you or I had been Joseph, would we have believed what the angel said or would we have doubted? We hardly could blame Joseph if he would have doubted what the angel said because what the angel said about God becoming man, Jesus becoming the God-man to be our Savior, that's something that's so far-fetched. But by God's grace, Joseph believed, and he did as the angel told him. Emmanuel has come through a miracle. As we think of Joseph, Let's ask God to give us a faith like his that believes in all of God's promises and in his miracle through which Emmanuel has come. Even when we aren't able to understand those things. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, give us a faith like Joseph that believes in your promises even when we can't understand. Through a miracle, Emmanuel has come to be our Savior from sin and the way for us sinners to be sure of our eternal life in heaven. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with you always.